All right, friends, today I am so excited to introduce you guys to my new friend, Tammy. She's a military wife and mom of two adult daughters, and she's an expert at all things podcasting. She's the host of the Creative Cast podcast, and she works with all kinds of podcasters, from those just launching to those who have been in it for years. Tammy is a wealth of knowledge, and she has been so helpful to me as I have continued my podcasting journey, and I'm so excited for you guys to meet Tammy today. Hi there, I'm Jenna Kutcher. I'm the host of the Gold Digger Podcast, and I'm so excited that you're hearing me right now because that means that I get to introduce you to my friend, Michelle Hagen. Michelle is a mama on a mission dedicated to inspire other women to chase their dreams and their passions no matter what season of life they're in. And I've gotten the privilege to mentor and coach Michelle. She was one of my top 10 students in my community of over a thousand women, and she helped lead and inspire other mamas just like you. And now you, my friend, you get a front row seat. So sit back, relax, and get ready to be inspired. Welcome to the Living Your Calling podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Hagen, and my mission is to help you step into whatever you're truly called to do. I'm a Midwest wife and mom, and I built my business and dreams between the moments of motherhood. I believe that you can create your dreams around whatever season of life you're in. I'm obsessed with creating connections, out-of-the-box ideas, and cheering people on in whatever goal they're chasing. This is a place where you can come to feel like you're joining your best friends for coffee, for real talk of what's happening in life and business. Whether you're working on personal development or business, friend, I got you. Each week, you will find an episode that educates, inspires, and helps you take action to step into your calling and live your best life. You're listening to the Living Your Calling podcast, inspiring you to be and create exactly what you were made for. Are you ready? Here we go. Hey friends, I am so excited to let you know that there is a new way to support the Living Your Calling podcast. We have set up a way that you get to be not only in community with us, but you get to receive gifts from us every month when you support the show. I'm so excited to let you know that you can now go to patreon.com slash living your calling podcast and you can join me in my mission as I am creating content to continue inspiring listeners and to bring this show to life. No matter your Patreon level, every month you're going to get a handwritten letter from me in the mail where I'm going to pray over some wisdom that I'm going to send out to my amazing people that are helping to support this show. Know that you are supporting me as a creator in this podcast. You are helping to support me to continue to run the platforms, to pay my amazing editor. And as the show continues to grow, you are helping me reach more people. So head to patreon.com slash living your calling podcast, where you can join in a Patreon membership today. I'm so excited and so thankful for you tuning into this show each week and letting me pour into you and join you in wherever you take this podcast. Again, you can head to patreon.com slash living your calling podcast. And now back to the show. Tammy, welcome to the show. 
Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, so I'm so fun. excited. We have been chatting about doing this episode for a while, and I am just excited yes. for people to kind of hear about your journey into podcasting and how it wasn't maybe like what a lot of people think that you like are going to start a podcast and here we go. And so I am really excited for people to get to hear your journey and your knowledge, but I would love for you to just give us a little bit of backstory, tell the listeners who you are and what exactly you do. Sure. Uh, and you know, so excited to be with you. And like you said, we have been talking about this for, it seems like almost months, (laughs) But a little bit about me, I am a podcast producer, editor, and coach. I help women uh, who are either faith-based or they have a faith-based podcast with editing and strategy and all that kind of stuff. I, like you said, I have two adult daughters and my husband and I have been married almost 24 years. So yeah, it's been a long journey for us, <laughs> but it but it's it's good, he's great. And yeah, we did military life for a long time and kind of got into podcasting purely accidentally. And yeah, so a little bit about me. So I'd love to back up because I know that you're a military wife and being a military wife, that means that there is tons of traveling and it's uprooting every few years. Can you kind of talk a little bit about that and how you intertwined what you were feeling called to do like in those years, because as a wife, you're constantly moving. And so was it finding new careers or tell us a little bit about that and kind of how you kept your calling or changed things as a military wife? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Great question. So the fun part about military life, especially active duty military life, is you do move quite a bit. We moved I think eight times in six years. And that's in the United States. That's not Europe. That is just in the United States. I think it was five duty stations, five military installations, and two of them were in the same state. So it's a lot of planning and organization and, you know, being able to go Oh, you know, your, your, you know, your spouse comes home and says, oh, hey, I got orders to move. We leave in six weeks or we leave in three weeks. So it's those kind of thing where you kind of like, okay, implement the plan. Let's do the thing and all that kind of thing. So you get really used to being able to be really flexible in the military. We call it Semper Gumby. And um, so that you, you can plan, but don't plan too much because you have to have all these other things. So, well, I've got to do a really amazing amount of really cool things as a military wife. My my most favorite thing I ever got to do back when President Bush was uh, was in office, he held a breakfast on the south lawn of the White House for all the military district of Washington military spouses. And I got to be one of those spouses. And that was just the coolest experience, meeting the White House staff. Um, Didn't get to meet the president, but he was there speaking to us directly. And so there's been so many really, really cool things. But I was at a military event. I was a blogger at the time. And I was at a military event. And I kept hearing all about these podcasting things. And I'm like, wow, podcasting is so much easier than actually writing, you know. I can talk 
all day long, but it takes me hours and hours and hours to get up 350 word blog post. And so I was like, so I started really looking into this and I was like, oh, I've got this great idea for a podcast and I'm going to talk about army wife life so the rest of the world can kind of understand what's going on. And then imposter syndrome started to creep in. And a very good friend of mine who had been a military spouse way longer than I had was going to do a podcast. It was, she already recorded the episode and I was like, no. No, I, I can't do this. I don't have the knowledge like she does. She's much in a better position to have this. I, ne- I never thought of me, well, there could be more than one podcast about that. I mean, now there's like thousands of podcasts about military life and and being being in the military and being a soldier or being a Marine or whatever the case may be. And so, but I had already started to learn editing. I knew how to edit video already. And I was learning all about audio design and all the things that go into a really good podcast. So a couple other friends of mine in the blogging space said, hey, we want to start a podcast. Didn't you learn how to edit? And I'm like, oh yeah, I know how to edit. And they're like, okay, here's money. You edit for us. (laughs) And so I started doing that. And... I didn't expect it to be a business. It was just, I had a skill. People were willing to kind of pay for that. And so I just kind of did it in between all that. You know, the one thing about military life is it's hard to keep a job as a military spouse. It's really, really difficult. And so I kept going from thing to thing to thing to thing. You know, I mean, I worked at Target for a little while. I went back to school to be a respiratory therapist. I, I mean, there was all these different things. I, I made websites, I made graphics, I edited, but nothing really was kind of working. And I really wanted to create a business that was really, really successful. And I knew that I had a calling for this skill set. I knew God had given me this for a specific reason. But what was the reason? I couldn't quite figure out. He wasn't really telling me (laughs) until 2019. Like it took a really long time. I think I started learning how to edit in 2005. So in 2019, I'm at Blistum, an event that was originally hosted by Allie Worthington. It's no longer, unfortunately. And my main reason for going was to get some clarity. I mean, I wanted to see my friends, but also I wanted some clarity. Like, what is going on? What am I supposed to do? My kids are grown. I'm I'm still a mom, but I'm not in the in the thick of the everyday stuff. And I was at the event and I said, listen, God, just give me what you want me to do. Show me the way, basically. And by being at the conference, I had an epiphany. This was my community. The faith-based community was my community. It's where the majority of my friends were. We were all believers. We all had the same philosophy on life and about God and the church and all these things. And I was like, this is who I need to serve. These are my people. This is my tribe. And from that, that's when I started to really kind of look at my business and go, how can I serve these people well? What can I do to help them spread their message and to spread God's word? And then it hit me. Like, you're going to edit podcasts to spread 
for them to use their voice, to use your voice, etc. And so that's kind of how it all kind of came to fruition. Wow. That's so amazing. And I just love how it's, it's interesting. And I think that people forget like that big gap of time. And sometimes it's so hard in there and that we forget there's so many places in the Bible where God was silent, but working in that silent place. And I think how you mentioned that, you know, military wives have to jump from job to job into different things. But I feel like sometimes even as moms who are stay-at-home moms, that's relatable in so many ways, because I think a women, like once you become a mom, sometimes women are just jumping, trying to figure out who they are again. And you had said that you had started a blog. So I would love for you to kind of back up and tell us about like, where did that blog come from? And what was the purpose of that in your journey as a mom and a military wife? Yeah, the, the blog was called Army Household Six. So for those who are not familiar... The number six refers to commander. So I was the army household commander. That was my job, mom, wife, all the other things that go in there. All the things that moms do, right? I mean, dads do them too. I don't want to single out dads, but generally the moms take care of Mm -hmm. everything. And so I wanted to create something that I could get out my thoughts about things that I saw, things that I observed, things that we went through and kind of chronicle our journey. Um, Now, it's no longer, I don't even, I mean, I guess you could go Google it and see what comes up. But my first, (laughs) my first few blog posts were like, hey, this is what I did today. You know, but then I got better as as with anything is the more you do it, you get better. And then it became really a kind of a place for people who were not in the military world to kind of see what military life was really like. And I would write about, you know, oh, my husband's on his third trip of the month and we're only in week two, (laughs) you know, but then other, you know, other things we got to do, we chronicled like when, when we moved and my daughter's medical issues during that time and just lots and lots of different topics. And it was really kind of an outlet for me in terms of my mental health with dealing with, there's so much different things that happen. And sometimes you could think I've got nothing going on for the rest of the month. And then all of a sudden the army or whatever branch will jump in and say, oh yeah, here you go. (laughs) Your husband's going somewhere or you're moving or your pay didn't get into your account somehow or your bank account's been hacked or whatever. And that you kind of have to move at a moment's notice. So for me, I needed something to kind of put out there. And if nobody read it, I was okay with that. I wasn't doing it for, hey, read my blog. It was just for me, my mental health, and a way to deal with all the things. Now, sometimes the blog got me into trouble. (laughs) (laughs) So yes, there's a story. So one time my husband was deployed and he was in an area that had a mass casualty. There was a lot of activity going on. And he wrote me about his experiences during that time, what he was thinking, what he was feeling, and kind of what was going on, but not giving away any pertinent information. And so I posted it. I I scrubbed it for all the things. I posted it. And his commander called him and said, you need to get your wife to take this down. And if anybody that knows me, I'm an Enneagram 8. No, 
I'm not, <laughs> not going to do that. <laughs> Without a good reason. You give me a good enough reason, yes. But it was, they just didn't like it. And so I actually got called in to the commander's office back home. And he's like, you need to take it down. And I said, you know, with all due respect, ma'am, I'm not taking it down. Tell me, tell me what I did wrong. If I abuse some rule or law or whatever the case may be, I'll be happy to take it down, but I'm not. And that, that blog post, I think to this day is still my most highly rated blog post that got the most comments on it ever. And I didn't even write it. <laughs> that just makes me laugh as you said that because some of our best friends are military as well and there'd be times where she's like oh yeah so-and-so is going to be in trouble because they were posting these things on Facebook or like sometimes people don't realize like as a military wife even though you are not a service member you're still upheld to like a certain standard that civilians mm-hmm. don't realize that you are and I love how you're like is it an Enneagram eight no that just made me laugh like <laughs> all the eights in my life I could see all of you being like nope <laughs> yeah I mean I was like no I don't care if you've got an eagle on each side of your shoulders no tell you know tell me if I did it wrong because there is and at the time there was a lot of misinformation out there there's a saying in the military, loose lips sink ships, and it's really very true. So if you're a military blogger, whether it's social media, podcast, or whatever, you really have to be careful about what you say. If your spouse is coming home from a deployment, you can't say, oh, he'll be here on the 23rd, and because you don't know who's reading that. And so there's a lot of that stuff, but I was like, I know I didn't break a rule. <laughs> I know I didn't, you know, so yeah. Sometimes my eight is really, really strong and sometimes I can dial it back a little bit. In that moment, no. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. And I just kind of loved how you shared that it was a place that you use like for your mental health, because I know sometimes on the podcast, I always love to tell people that when we think about our callings or like the big stuff that we want to do, we think that they're so grand. And sometimes the things that we need to do in our life are just small steps. And sometimes our callings are things that are just for us and they're not for the outside world. And I think that sometimes that's something that people forget when they're thinking about how am I following my calling? Right. But I would love to jump to then back to Blistum where you realize that you were ready to podcast. And I do have to say, I am so sad that Blistum is not a thing because there was a year I almost went and I think it was the last one. And it was like on my radar that I was like, this is going to be something I want to go to next year. And then it didn't happen. But I would love for you to kind of talk about that experience at Blistum and a little bit of like what that was feeling like on the inside when you realized this is it. And these are my people, because I think that sometimes when people are feeling lost in their callings and you just aren't seeing the right path, it's all of a sudden, when you get into it, you're like, this is it. And this is, and you know, so I would love for you to kind of talk a little bit about that experience and, and what you felt and how you realized and started to move forward with that calling on your heart. Yeah. You know, I had been to two blissoms previously and I knew this last one was going to be the last one so I I went in there with 
the thoughts like, I need to get as much out of this event knowing that it's the last one as I can, you know? And so the last one was very different than the ones before. The ones before I was meeting, you know, hanging out with friends that I have made within the Blistem community. I was learning from all the different speakers, really focusing like on the social media and the blogging and all the things where this one was just different, but it was an amazing event. The speakers Ali had lined up were just phenomenal. Joe Saxton, they were awesome. And then they had like these smaller tables where you could talk directly to the expert of that area and you can get your questions answered. It was a phenomenal experience. Absolutely loved it. But one of the questions that Ali asked on the last day is where do you see yourself in a year? And as I walked out of that session, I, I kept thinking about that question. And I'm like, where do I see myself in a year? You know, like if I could do anything I wanted to do, what would it be? And it was that question along with my own searching for when it, it kind of all came together in this perfect moment of, wow, that's it looking around, seeing all these women, they all are like me. They all, I mean, they don't look like me, but they, they believe in the same thing. They go to church. They, they're my people. It's been here the whole time. I just didn't see it because it wasn't that it wasn't the right time for me. If I would have tried to do this five, 10 years ago in my life at that time, that season was about my kids and making sure that I was there for them because their dad was gone all the time. It wasn't the right time for me because I needed to be doing other things where in 2019, I had one daughter already graduated. My other one graduated in 2020. Yes, she was one of those pandemic seniors, poor thing. But I knew that my journey as the everyday in the thick of it mom was quickly coming to an end and I needed to find my next chapter, my next act, whatever you want to call it. So that was when everything aligned and God's like, here you go. <laughs> you know, so, and, and sometimes you get quick answers, you know, sometimes you'll be like, what? you know, tell me what I'm supposed to do. And then it's there. But then sometimes it, it takes months, weeks, years to get the answer, but you still, you're still doing the work. You know, God's not going to give you like, here you go on a silver platter. Here's all the things you, that you possibly want. He'll give you the skills in order to do it. But like Ali says, you still have to put your shoes on and run the race, you know? So yeah, it was fabulous. Yeah, and I love that even kind of how you were talking about that God doesn't give you everything you want. And and that kind of goes back to the same thing of waiting. And sometimes we want it to be the right season and we don't realize until we're out of it. Like, oh yeah, I could not have handled that back in mm -hmm. like any other season or when the kids were little or even like as my boys are getting older, next year will be our like both in school, it'll open up new hours for me, you know? And oh, so, so yeah. I'm realizing like, this is just a right now season, not a forever season and that things will change and I'll be able 
to move things faster. And I think that that's one thing that we forget that we think like, well, if I don't do anything right now, then I'm going to lose out because I, I think we're in a culture right now, especially in the online world of coaches that are like bigger, faster, do all these things and get up at 5.00 AM and then like read and, and do all the 75 hard and all these things. When in reality, sometimes those are not attainable for us and it's okay. And I think sometimes people just have to realize that what works for someone else might not be working for you right now. Right, exactly. And and it might not be, like I thought for the longest time that my skill set was in social media and designing websites and doing all these various things. But even though I have those skills and I can do all those things, that's not really where I was meant to be. I was meant to, and I, I was looking at it from a much bigger picture, like I can help everybody. But when I started to niche it down and picked one thing and one community and only those, those, those are the only two things that I focus on, then that's when everything started to open up. And it was just, it was just amazing. And it took a year. But when I realized it in what, November of 2019, yeah, I had clients and I was building the business and everything until November 2020 when I was completely booked. It took a year. And that might not sound like a long time, but when you finally realize that's what you want to do and it takes another 12 months in order to get where you really want to be, then you kind of go is this really it? Is this really what I'm supposed to do? And you just have to stay obedient to it and stay disciplined in it. And it ultimately will come to fruition. I love how you talked about like you had all these other skill sets and just from me knowing what a lot of you do, but how did have those skill sets served you in what you do now, even though you have people that kind of help you with website stuff and you can do those things. Mm -hmm. How do you feel like having skills that you've learned have helped you in what you do today? Well, you know, a lot of it, when I was doing all those various things, I was learning about the business of running a business, the how to serve clients well, what worked, what didn't work. And let me tell you, I'm the first person to admit there's a lot of things I messed up back in those days because I wasn't paying attention or I was focused on something else or whatever the case may be. But that's how you learn. And so all those all those experiences with graphic design and website design and social media, that all helps in my day-to-day work when I do strategy with clients. Because when you launch a podcast, as you know, Michelle, there's it's not just the act of recording and editing. You've got to think about what does your social media plan look like? Is your, what does your website look like? Is it ready for people to come to the website? Because when they come, you want to drive them to the email list and you've got email marketing and all these various things. So all the things I was doing before for clients taught me how to do it really well for myself and ultimately my podcasting clients that I have. So... Yeah, you don't think that you're learning something for what you're going to be doing in the future, but all of it served its purpose. And I use it pretty much, well, really on the daily, really on the daily. Yeah. 
Hey friend, have you ever thought about creating a podcast of your own, but you don't quite know all of the steps to take? It seems really scary and hard to create your own podcast. Well, actually, podcasting is not as hard as it seems to get your podcast out onto the air. I have a free masterclass for you where I break down all of the ways that you can create a podcast, what I would do differently if I were to start over with my podcast, and I show you all the ways that you can create a podcast and the different platforms and what I would choose. I believe that everyone has a podcast inside of them and we all have something to share and the world needs to hear it. So if you've been thinking about creating your own podcast and you don't know where to start, girl, I got you. Head to the show notes of this episode where you can sign up for my free masterclass on podcasting. So this is a great segue into, I would love to just kind of talk about podcasting a little bit and kind of what if, if someone is wanting to start a podcast or they're thinking, I think my calling is speaking, like you and I have said, it was so funny when you're like, I can't write. And I was like, me too, girl. Like people are like, are you going to write a book? And I know you know, I've talked about this and I'm like, I don't know. I think there's a book in me, but someone's going to have to help me write it or we're going to have to figure it out because I just am so much more natural at speaking. And so if there is someone who's thinking, okay, I really think that podcasting could be for me and I want to give this a go. What would be like your three big tips to someone who's wanting to start a podcast? The number one thing is why are you doing it? If you're getting into it because you're like, oh, I want to make money or I want to do this or that. That's not really a good enough why. It's good enough to get you through launch phase. But when you're in episode 35 and you're like, oh my goodness, what in the world am I going to talk about now? I've already gone through all the topics. What can I talk about? And you don't know the why or what your listener story is. That's when you start going into what we call pod fade. All of a sudden, you're listening to them and they just disappear. (laughs) So really know what your why is. Why are you doing this? And if it's to set yourself up as an expert, fine. Pick your topic as opposed to what you're an expert in. Perfectly okay. If you're doing it to make money, eh, go back and go back to your why and try again. Um, If you're doing it as indirectly to your business, great. But really kind of dig deep on why and who you're serving because that'll help you with creating more content, what kind of guests you want. Because like on my show, which is the Creative Cast with Tammy Munson, I mostly talk about podcasting. So it's very meta, very Seinfeld. And, um, but occasionally I do have guests. Now I wouldn't have a guest that's going to come on and talk about, I don't know, essential oils because that's not what I do. Maybe, maybe if they have a podcast, maybe, but that's not something that my listeners are tuning in for. And so when you have that why in the listener story and all those other things, you know exactly who you're serving, you know the topics that they're interested in, and and you know what their pain points are. So that, that would be number one. Number two, I'd say is invest in a good mic. Now, I have my preference on mics. 
I love Rode mics. Those are my personal preferences. But get one that you don't have to pay a lot of money for. But just do your research. You know, Audio Technica is a really good one. Sure has a good one. Um, Rode obviously <laughs> has a good one. But do your research on the mics and get a mic that is designated for recording audio. Don't use your computer mic. Please, 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 please don't do that. I'm laughing to myself and as if like listeners fun note in here as you probably if, if they've been listening and like all of a sudden I'm like wow the audio sounds way better you can thank Tammy <laughs> you're welcome that was Tammy's one thing that was like Michelle it's it's time it's yes. you you are far enough it's time it's yes and and that can make or break a podcast the the audio quality which leads me to my third thing is when you record it, re- listen as a listener. Don't listen as the podcaster. Listen as a listener. Does it sound good? Is there background noise? Can you make this better? Even if you can't afford an editor and you're editing it yourself, YouTube is your friend. There are thousands of videos, which is why I haven't made one, because there are thousands of videos out there about how to edit in Audacity, how to edit in GarageBand, or whatever other software that you're using. There's things like Descript and Authonic that will help you sound better without an editor. Now, of course, editors are there for a very specific purpose, and I recommend you using one but if you can't there are lots of tools and tricks and all that kind of thing that can make your audio sound better than if you're sitting in a tin can because nobody nobody's going to want to listen to that and one other thing i will say think about like the importance of having editors emily who edits my podcast is so great and what i notice is as a podcaster before when i was editing because i was listening to it again I wasn't as meticulous of some of the things that I'll notice like Emily takes out because she's hearing it for the first time and she's hearing it in a different way and for a different purpose than what I used to do for editing. And so the episodes, since Emily has been editing, sound Mm -hmm. way better than when it used to just be me editing because it's so it's, I don't know. It's not that it's yeah. hard as a podcaster and starting out, it's a great thing if you can't, you know, to edit your own, Yeah. but when mm-hmm. it comes time mm-hmm. or for me, I was losing joy of the podcast because editing is not my gifting. I just want to speaking is right. and planning the guests <laughs> and the questions. So that's like a thing I think right, for people yeah. to think about with editors as well of, of when they're thinking, should I invest in an editor? that sometimes it makes you sound way better. Yeah, and the other thing is that you might also want to look at, if you're thinking about hiring an editor, think of your ROI on this. So if it takes you, let's say it's 30 minute audio, and it may take you, let's just say three hours. A good editor could probably do that in an hour and a half, maybe even less, depending on what they have to fix and the mixing and all all the various things. So you can pay for that hour and a half and then you get another hour and a half out of it that you can focus on planning the podcast and getting the guest and all the thing, all the things that come with the business of podcasting or even applying it to running your business and, and serving your clients well. 
So it's not just about how much that editor costs, but what are you getting in return for that? Just something to think about. Yeah. So tell us your last tip that you would give people if they are thinking about starting a podcast. I would say, remember that having a podcast is a long-term game. It is not a sprint. It is a very long marathon. <laughs> you you may launch and you may think, I'm going to have a thousand downloads today. And it may not happen. And that's okay. Because it's a long-term game. Even if you come right out of the gate, you've got massive success. Amazing. Congratulations to you. But for the majority of podcasters that launch a new podcast, that's not going to be the case. And they may only get a fraction of what they thought they would get. I don't want that to stop you. Keep putting out great content. Keep putting out podcast episodes that have great audio, that are engaging with your listener, and keep going at whatever frequency you're at. So if you're at a weekly show, fantastic. You're every other week fine as long as you stay consistent with that and remember it's a long-term game you're in it for you know several years and you just keep building on each week with something new something engaging whatever the case may be and then you'll ultimately see what you want what you want to get from all of that so yeah yeah podcasting is for sure a long marathon and it is one of those where and the one thing I also love to say when people are asking me about like starting podcasts or about my podcast, I'm like podcasting is like the wild, wild west. It is. Of like the online world. No one's really sure what everything is because it's not transparent. Mm-hmm. And it is one of those things, but I love that there's no like podcasting police. And I know <laughs> that you, you have advice and you've been like, Michelle, don't quit. You have to keep going. You have, like yes. just keep producing. But this summer I literally hit a point of burnout mm-hmm. and I was like, I need to take a break. And then we're going to come back. And I will have to say that by taking a break and coming back, I had my highest downloaded episode week of the entire year. Awesome. So whether it was the break and people really missed me, I doubt. Of course we did. Of course we did. Or, you know, the content. But sometimes I think when people are starting to feel burnout, taking a break and coming back fresh and excited about it instead of pushing through. Mm -hmm. But one thing that I think I have learned my biggest thing is planning out and batch recording because before when you were yes. trying to plan just week by week by week, it just got so hard because it felt all consuming all the time. But yeah. having like that planning has really helped me in creating content. Yeah. The, the planning is key and then having the workflows and the systems um, that surround that are are very important too. You know, I, I urge all my clients to do batch recording because they're, they kind of gets them in the mode of thinking ahead. They're not thinking of, well, oh, this week I'm having this person on and oh, the next week I have to talk about, you know, what if you hate the sound of your voice <laughs> on the podcast? But that if you're batching, you need to think beyond that week. You need to think four weeks ahead. What do I want to talk about? What are we doing? Where, where are we going? And then you can put those workflows in or the systems in, whether it's just you as a one person show, or if you have a team of maybe like three or four people that help you out with that, you still need to know where, where the ship is going. Cause mm-hmm. otherwise you're just going to run into the, 
you know, it's going to be like Titanic. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody wants that. Nobody wants. But good for you for taking that break, you know, kind of decompressing from it and then coming back to it and going, okay, here we go. Round two. And the thing about podcasting is there's some rules, but there's not very many. <laughs> <laughs> And that's what I love about it, though, that there's not a lot of rules to it. You know, when I was blogging and it was just kind of at the tail end of all the mommy blogger stuff when I when I stopped because it was starting to get into you could get a sponsor easily, but then you had to submit that to them and they had to review it. And then there was edits and then you had to take the right pictures and you had to do this and that and the other thing. And I'm like. This is for the birds, y'all. I'm not doing that. <laughs> There's my Enneagram 8 coming out again. <laughs> oh, I have loved our conversation today and getting to chat with you. So I have a few fun wrap-up questions. This episode Ooh, yes. is going to be in November. So I want to know, what is your favorite thing to eat at Thanksgiving? <sighs> Mashed potatoes and gravy. Hmm. I feel like that's the only time that I have mashed potatoes is Thanksgiving. I will eat them all day long. They're a comfort food for me. I, I don't know how or when that happened, but there's something about mashed potatoes and gravy on Thanksgiving that I just get so excited about. <laughs> and I, I know. Anyway, that's me. We don't have gravy at Thanksgiving <gasps> because we, I know. <laughs> We have, my grandma makes, well, I now make them, but they're like these German noodles. And by the time you cook them, they okay. have like this liquidy sauce to them. So for us, you get like your turkey and your mashed potatoes and you like put the noodles over everything and you eat the noodles with the sauce with your mashed potatoes and your turkey kind of all mixed together. That's really interesting. Mm -hmm. I've never heard and of And it's that. a fight over okay. like the day after noodles if someone goes and finds and like oh. who ate the last bite of noodles <laughs> it is a massive thing <laughs> that's funny yeah growing up in 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 louisiana no there's mm -hmm. always gravy although the second my second favorite thing is only something my grandmother made she's no longer with us unfortunately and I have not mastered the art of doing it well. And it's something called oyster dressing. Mm. And that would be my second favorite thing. But I can't make it like grandma did. So. <laughs> it's just that's the way it is. But uh, yeah. Okay. So before I let you go, I also want to know, what are you feeling called to do next? You know, I said I wasn't a writer, right? Okay. The next calling... I is writing a book about my journey. I'm not sure where it's going to go. I'm not sure what it's going to be about. Really haven't figured that out. God has not given me anything definitive other than um, looking at my life through my own lens as kind of rising like a phoenix. Luckily, Call Creatives has some amazing trainings <laughs> on writing. And, and so I think that's going to be the next thing. I, I really, that's kind of what's been on my heart for a while. So we'll see. I love it. 
Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. If anyone wants to connect with you after this episode, where can they find you? They can find me on at my website at TammyMuntingCreative.com or you can also find me on Instagram at Tammy underscore Munson and uh, also on Facebook. You can just search on Facebook for that. Yeah, under Tammy Munson. So, yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. This was a blast. I had so much fun. Me too. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Living Your Calling podcast. If you love this episode, will you share it with a friend or leave a review? Make sure that you subscribe or follow so that you don't miss a single episode. I love hearing from listeners and connecting. You can find us over on Instagram at the Living Your Calling podcast or at Michelle Ann Hagen. Join us inside of our private Facebook community called the Living Your Calling podcast community. It's free, so why don't you join us inside? You can join by clicking the link in our Instagram bios or checking out the show notes. Join us and we will dive in deeper and I can't wait to connect with you. If you needed someone to remind you that you are worthy of your dreams, friend, this is it. I promise that you are worthy of whatever is on your heart and whatever calling you are wanting to chase. I am proud of you and I'm here for you. You're listening to the Living Your Calling podcast, inspiring you to be and create exactly what you were made for.